So I just have something that I want to share with us today, and just just to just to speak. You know, you 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 guys get ready. You're gonna join me. Lead the song. Your presence is heaven to me. In a, in, a, in a moment, but let me just deliver this, this this message that the Lord has asked me to to deliver. I, all of it while I was while I was pondering and, and meditating upon what I wanted to to preach today. I wanted to just close off on something that we started some time back from Second Corinthians chapter six, chapter three. Uh, verse 16 to 18 about you know the glory of God you know we see the glory of God being revealed to us as we we're looking into a mirror we see the glory of God being revealed to us and now the Lord is that spirit and we're, and, 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 and 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 you know where the spirit of the Lord is you know there's there's liberty and and, and you know the, the spirit is, is there to help us to see God more, to experience more of God that, you know, in, in as, the, as we are seeing ourselves in this mirror of God, we are being transformed and transfigured to be more like God. And, and that's, that's what I wanted to just sort of go into and, and, and just finish that series off. But I'm going to leave it at that. You know, the more we look into God, the more we look into and reflect ourselves in Jesus Christ, in, in the Holy Spirit, we become more like God. But today specifically, this afternoon, I, I just want to challenge and, mo and motivate and encourage someone going back to, to that testimony that I was saying. I mean, I, I've known the sister for 10 years. I've known her as, as someone who's just super dedicated to the Lord. She's given over and above expectations. And, and many times, many times these youth conferences, there are people who just need to, who just come in and soar and give. And, and she's one of those that have just been sowing into this. And, and yet, something seems to elude her. So she was sharing her testimony to say, a month ago, She's, she's teaching in the children's ministry and she was asked to teach the children about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And she says, I almost said, no, God, no. Why do you ask me to teach something that I'm not experiencing myself? No. But as a faithful teacher, she went into the study, studied it, and then she came and said, God, now I'm going to just tell the children what I know and let them teach me how to be childlike back to God. And so, when I saw her there on the floor, rolling in tears, with tears of joy, with His glory over her, I knew that God was doing a work. So I went over to her and I whispered, God is doing a work in you. And she was telling me, says, yes, there was a work going on in me. And she rose up there the next day when I saw her, she just looked different. You know, there's just this, this glory on her face. Now, here is the thing, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, so 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18, here is, my, can you put the message, Anotila, can you find the message, so you've probably, you've got the NIV, can you find the message? And I want to use the message from, from there, right? 
So, we are not giving up. Or maybe you guys should read it. Just read it loud. You've got to read it loud because I still got the, my ears are still blocked from the plane. Bad pilot, he didn't land properly, so. Next time you land. Right. So read it, read it loud for me. Maybe if they get unblocked by your anointing as you read. Go. So we are not giving up. How would we? Even though on the outside of open roots, things are falling apart. On the inside, we are going to make a new life. Not as a way to love and love is grace. This time has more potatoes compared to the coming time. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There is far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today. Gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. Amen. So we are not giving up. We are not giving up. This is how the message starts off the verse. In, in, in the King James Version, which I like so much, it, it says, you know, these light afflictions huh, are, are, are just temporary. And, and it says, you know, we are not going to be overcome by these light afflictions. This distressing moment. And, and so the, the message gives it and says, we are not giving up. How could we? I want to just say to somebody, you can't give up. How could you? Come on, tell, tell, just challenge somebody. How could you give up? How, how could you give up? We, we're not giving up. How could we? I mean, it's, it's, it just struck me so much. Ten years she's praying for something, trusting God for something, saying, God bless you, congratulations, friend. I'm still waiting for God for my own thing. But I'm not giving up. Amen. How could we? Amen. Teach about the Holy Spirit to the kids. Oh God, I don't want, but I'm going to teach it anyway. I can't give up. So I want to speak to someone who's given their life to Jesus, who's put their hope in Jesus, to say you can't give up. Amen. You should not give up. Amen. You must not give up. Amen. I know we don't like to be told the word must. But I'm going to say it anyway. You must not give up. Amen. Amen. You must not give up. How could you? How could you win? Even the outside it might be tough. But something is happening on the inside. Amen. Amen. Whatever is happening on the outside, I want you to know that something else is happening on the inside. God is at work on the inside. The Bible there says, even though on the outside it often looks, it often just looks. It's not it, it just looks like. It looks like things are falling apart on us. I, I mean, this message might not be for everyone, but there might be just one or two people that I had a burden so much. I mean, I could have said to somebody else, please preach because I'll be tired. After all the, the, you know, being with 200 young people, they take a lot of energy out of you. you know, I mean, when you ask them to do praise, those guys praise God. I, I asked them, I, I asked to some of them, come and dance in front. And I almost regretted why I called them to the front. <laughs> 
And, and so by the time I went to bed, I was tired because and they still wanted more. But 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 you know, I asked come and said, God, I just need to go speak to that one person. I don't know who you are, but you dare not give up. Amen. You can't give up. Because God is doing a work. Amen. Even though things don't look good, God is doing a work. Even though it feels tough, it's rough, it's hard, but God is doing a work. He is there with you. He is doing a work. Tell your neighbor, he's doing a work. He's doing a work on the inside. The outside is, is something that is temporary. The inside is what matters. So God is doing a work on the inside. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so where God is making new life, God is making new life on the inside. So the outside might be falling apart. It's just the dead things that you see that cause you the pain when you look at them. But today I want you to begin to see something deeper than the outside. There is something on the inside that God is working on. Because God cares about the inside. God cares about your inner man. God cares about the real you. Amen. He cares about you about your spirit and soul your body on the outside is just something that's here and after it's tired after it's finished its purpose it goes back into the grave but the real you needs to go and be in the presence of god dust to the dust so your body is going to go anyway take good care of it while you can but you know in the end you want your spirit you want your soul you want to be in the place where god is you want to be in the place where the lord is because we know that we shall see him as he really really is so to see him as he really really is he needs to work on that inner man hallelujah god is working on your inner man and he will use the things that you go through he will use the circumstances of your life to work on your inner man and you become purified you see when you take when you take a diamond Oh, my wife is not here. I could have shown you her ruby. So when you take when you take the stone, it looks beautiful. But before the stone becomes beautiful, or if you see my ring, I have a gold ring. If you see the ring, it's been on this finger ever since my wife put on it. I can't take it out for some reason. My bone structure just keeps it in there. And, 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 and I'm not trying to take it off. And, 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 and you know, it, it just, it's, it's pure. It's, it's pure and it's, it's, it never has caused me any sickness. I've seen some guys who had to get the ring cut off because the gold wasn't pure and it was irritating them and causing them to get sick. But this was just pure and then it's just there. It's stuck there. But before it could become what it is, it had to go through some fire. Amen. It had to go through some rough refining. It had to go through a furnace. And I've been on a gold mine and on, on a place where they are refining gold. You don't want to get too close. In fact, they don't allow you to get within a certain distance because the furnace burns. And just the outer heat sometimes is so hot, they don't want you there. And if they open the refiner's fire for you to see on the inside, they've got nice insulation so that you don't feel the heat. But if they were to take away that, it could melt you. Literally, because it's so hot 
And then you see these stones going in there. And you see the gold going through there. It goes in as a solid block. And, and comes out liquid at some point before it becomes solid again. Because it's being purified. And by the heat that I feel as a human being, I understand now that sometimes when you're going through stuff, when you're going through situations, it feels hot and tough and rough and difficult. And then like there is no end to the things. But you're just going through a refining process. After some time, when all that must be taken out is taken out, you will come out purified because we are working on the inner man. Amen. Let me give you the completeness of the illustration. When they mine for, oh, for gold, it comes out as a big rock. This big rock has gold on the inside and many other things. What you see, they say this is a gold rock, but actually it is just a rock with gold. Let those that have the Spirit hear what the Spirit says. Amen. It is a rock with gold. And so you need to put that rock with gold into the refiner's fire so that you can get the rock away and just remain with the gold. We need to, we need to understand that because God wants to get the gold that's, out of, uh, that's embedded within this rock structure and get the iron out and, and get the chrome bits out and get all the dust out so that all that comes out in the end is pure gold. That's what God is after. So while you go through your circumstance and your situation, don't give up. How can you? Tell the neighbor, how can you? Brother Aster, how can you? How could you give up? You're just in the furnace. You're just in the furnace. You're going through this process. What's going to come out is pure gold. Gold that everyone is going to say, this is the valuable thing. You're going to cost more when you've been through it. Hallelujah. I said you're going to be more costly after this. It's just a process. So the word that my brother was giving was just right spot on. Because I hear... I hear God saying, I need to tell somebody that, you know, it won't be long. It won't be long. And this is the scripture that the Lord had given to me about that. It won't be long. Your night is about to end. And, and Psalm 30 verse 5 says his anger endures but a moment. And then I began to real, recognize this, this, this where it was saying the anger is for but a moment. It's, it's like... The fire of the furnace, the rock goes in, it just comes in the morning. Your morning is coming. Amen. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Your morning is coming. And, and going back, it says God is working in, on the inside and, and is making new life. And not a day goes by without His unfolding grace. I want you to understand that the grace of God is always with you. He says, not a day goes by. You need to go back to the Corinthians scripture. Not a day goes by. And, and you know, it, when you're going through stuff, sometimes it feels like God is taking so long. You make an application where they tell you it's going to be four months, and it looks like four months is four years. 
And, and sometimes even if they tell you just 24 hours, you will get a response. You are looking at your watch every other moment. When is this 24 hours going to end? Because some things just seem to take so long. But, but here, here, whatever you're going through, whatever you are experiencing, here is His word. He says, not a day goes by without my unfolding grace. Every day, His grace is unfolding. So Lamentations 3 says, His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. Every day, there's an unfolding grace. There is a new revelation. If only you can keep focused upon God, upon Jesus and what He is doing, you will see the unfolding grace for every day. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor there is unfolding grace. There is unfolding grace. As you become better, His grace unfolds. As you experience things and become wiser, His grace unfolds. I was having, having, having a joke the other day when I was look, looked and said, Oh, I've got more gray hairs. And I said, every day I'm getting wiser. Why? Because His grace is unfolding. Are you with me? As His grace unfolds, another hair goes white. As His grace unfolds, I see another hair goes white. Why? Because I'm getting wiser. Every day the Lord is teaching me stuff. Teaching me how to handle the pressure. How do we handle the difficult situation? How do we handle the, the, the things that are not happening in the time that I want to, them to happen? How to manage the people that are not responding to the things that I'm trying to... You know, you know I've been in all kinds of situations. I just wish they would just respond now and they are not responding now. I prayed for stuff and, and stuff is just still stuck. Prayed for people to get a breakthrough and they still haven't had the breakthrough that we've been praying for. But every day I see His grace unfolding. His grace unfolding. His grace unfolding. I was challenging somebody to say, do you recognize that throughout all this, what you've been praying for as a provision that God has not supplied, God has supplied for you in many other ways. Can you see how His grace has kept you? That you are still able to, to ask again today. If His grace had not unfolded to bring you to another day, you could not ask this. We would have said, end of story, prayer request cancelled, not answered, no more need to pray for it. But because His grace has kept you for another day, for another moment, therefore, don't give up. Amen. How can you? Ask your neighbor, how can you? When His grace is unfolding every day. And so it says, these hard times, these hard times are what? Are, are only small potatoes. I won't talk about the small potatoes today. You can go look for my sermon, Faith Like Potatoes, after the book or the film, Faith Like Potatoes. I preached about it some time back as well. When God was teaching me something about the potato, just as much as faith like potatoes teaches you. And, 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 and so you can go look for that. But, hey, climb up a tat. Patatiches. You can't give up because of climb up teachers. Come on, somebody. It's small potatoes. Climb up riches. How can you get choked with small fridges? 
There are bigger things to come. Tell your neighbor there are bigger things to come. Don't choke on small potatoes. Tell them don't choke on small potatoes. These are small things. These hard times are small potatoes. You see, he's teaching us. He's teaching us that whatever we are going through, we need to see them for what they are. They are small because there is something bigger. I say there's something bigger. There's something greater. There's something crota. There is each crota. And that is the here. God is bigger. He's bigger. He's greater. He's more able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond that which we are asking above the small potatoes. Hallelujah. We have a God who is so big. Those singers sang and said, I have a very big God though. I know they would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yet they choke on small potatoes. You sing, I'm a very big God. Oh, finish it off. I know you would finish it off. So don't choke on the small potatoes. Don't choke on the small stuff. These hard times are small potatoes in comparison as well to the coming, to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There is a bigger feast, a bigger joy. You see, the Israelites, when they were set free, they sang a song and said, When the Lord delivered us out of captivity, and we were returning back to our own promised land, we were like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth, Filled with laughter. <laughs> Somebody just go. <laughs> Come on, you're not, you're not doing what I did. <laughs> then was our mouth filled with laughter because of the deliverance of the Lord. I want somebody to practice to laugh again because in no time you will laugh in laughter of deliverance. You will laugh in laughter of salvation. Come on, somebody. Look at Christ. There is a laughter that's coming. There is a season of refreshing that is coming. Oh, I was reading the scriptures in Isaiah, Isaiah 40. And it says, speak tenderly to Jerusalem, verse 1. Speak tenderly, speak gently to them. Because I'm coming over to them. I'm coming to help them. I'm coming to, to, to strengthen them again. To proclaim that the hard service has been completed. Hallelujah. The hard time has been completed. My sister, your hard time has been completed. There is a season where His unfolding grace brings you into a place where you will rejoice and you will be filled with laughter. Go, ha ha. Ha ha ha. It's okay to laugh. You're in church. 
You're in the presence of God. I don't know who taught Christians to have bored, hard faces in church. When the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And then the Bible says in, 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 in Romans, in Romans that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and then yet you find Christians. <laughs> Come on somebody. You need the joy of the Lord. Because you are dealing with the God who's bigger, who's able to bring you to a place where there is much more joy, much more happiness, much more peace, much more gladness than anything you are experiencing right now. These hard times are only small potatoes compared to the good times. I, I, I'm looking forward to the good times. I know when the good times come, I'm going to be rejoicing. Maybe somebody should be at the keyboard at this moment. I, I know the good times are coming. Come on, somebody say, good times are coming. Good times are coming. My good times are coming. Your good times are coming. God, God, God is able to deal with your small potatoes and give you a table of plenty. Psalm 23 says he makes my cup to overflow. My table is full. So don't choke on small stuff. And it says they are prepared for us. There is far more here than meets the eye. What is he teaching us? He's teaching us don't just depend on what you see. You need to depend on what the Spirit is saying. You need to depend on what God's Word is saying. You need to depend on what the Bible is saying. His Word is, is there for you. So don't, don't, don't just see the physical, but see His Word. See also what the Spirit is doing, is saying, because he's working on the inside, dealing with the hard times you go through, using also the hard times to refine you, to make things better. A better thing is coming for you. And this is just the message I want to give to somebody. Don't look on the things, because the things we see now are just here today, but they are gone when? They are gone when? They are gone when? Tomorrow. Weeping may linger for a night. But when tomorrow comes, joy comes in the morning. I know our... And this is, just, this is just something that I just need to say to someone. A day to God is like a thousand days. Now, don't get discouraged. How could you? I just want you to understand the principle that Peter was trying to teach us. That the timing of God is not necessarily the time clock of men. It's good, to, it's good to understand that. Because while I'm saying tomorrow, some of you are already saying it's 12, it's, oh, it's 2 p.m. already. I've got six, how many hours are remaining until tomorrow? At midnight, you're not sleeping today, watching for tomorrow in the physical. It says, there's far more here than meets the eye. I've also heard God say, tomorrow, and he means literally tomorrow. And I've received testimonies tomorrow. Praying for finances one day. 
brother stood up to take an offering and, uh, and, and, and he said, I'm praying that whoever gives an offering here today, that tomorrow you will have a blessing. I heard in my spirit to say, do it. I don't always give an extra offering because the guy who is preaching has said something. Because there's far more than meets the eye. So I stood up and gave my offering. And the next day, the money that I'd been waiting for was on my bank account. How they remembered me, I don't know, but they remembered me tomorrow. Literally tomorrow. But I've also had God say, by this time tomorrow, and that tomorrow came after a year. Or came after 10, 10 years, like for my sister that I was telling you about. But I understood something. That there is more that meets the eye. The things we see now here today are gone tomorrow. But the things that we can't see now will last forever. What you want is the thing that lasts forever. And so the principle comes back to the top. So, we are not Can you say it loud? Can you make it personal? I am not giving up. Not giving up. Not giving up. Not giving up. While, while it's going on, while I'm waiting, while it's tough, while they don't understand me. You know, sometimes as a Christian, people don't understand you. And you start wondering, is it worthwhile being a Christian? You're the only one who's saved in your family. And, and people are saying, come, let's go have a party. And you're saying, I need to go to church. And everybody in the family looks at you and says, are you crazy? But I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Your work colleagues say, come let's go eat. And you say, but, but I'm fasting, I'm praying. So you still pray? Yes, I still pray. I'm not giving up. So don't bring it along because you'll start talking about Jesus. And sometimes you feel left out. So should I stop my Jesus? No. I'm not giving up. Stay with him. Why? Because he's working something better. Something better. I tell you, there was a time when my friends laughed at me. They actually called me pastor, not like you guys. They were mocking me. They were making fun of me when they called me pastor. But now many of them call me pastor for real. Because my testimony speaks to them much more than my sermons. One guy was saying, man, you need to love the Lord. I said, I still do. <laughs> and now we're pastor. I said, what? You know, we're really a pastor. <laughs> Pray for me. When he was calling me pastor, it was not for prayer. It was to make fun of me. Make me feel ashamed. I'm not giving up. Could have given up. When they set me down, said, stop preaching this gospel. I've been told that. Stop speaking in these tongues. This is nonsense. You are going to school, you don't think. I said, I found something deeper. Much more than meets the eye. So I'm not giving up. Amen. I had this so strongly for us, for, 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 
This was for a sister. And the Lord was, was just saying, I need to tell you, don't compromise your faith. Don't compromise your faith because you failed. Don't compromise your faith because you failed. I'm just working in you. fullness of time I'll give you something that's more everlasting. Ultimately there is heaven. We must desire to go to heaven. But, but before heaven, there is a life to be lived. There is a ministry to be had. There is an impact to be done on others through your life as the light of God's word. Shining through you. So don't give up because of faith. Your presence, your presence your presence is heaven your Yeah.